Exit 52 podcast instant analysis week one here after a Ravens win over the Browns. And we got on here before recording and it was just business as usual for the Ravens who beat down the Browns 38 to six game was never really in doubt at all uh, for the Ravens who dominated Lamar Jackson looked once again, like the MVP, the secondary is disgusting. Uh, The Browns are unfortunately for Browns fans, the Browns. Um, and it was a pretty easy win for the Ravens at M&T Bank Stadium. I'll start with you, uh, Banks. Your thoughts overall on what was essentially a continuation from the regular season last year where the Ravens start fast and really never look back and offensively just don't look like they can be stopped if they're locked in at all. Exactly. It was a shellacking from the start. Uh, like you said at the start, uh, business as usual. It felt like we were watching the same exact movie. Uh, even down to the, the two touchdown drives in the second quarter against the Browns in Cleveland last year, Mark Andrews with an absolute ridiculous um, touchdown catch to start the game, but also him kind of cleaning up the end of the first half, uh, really just kind of cementing the game right there. 24-6 going into halftime. I tweeted at one point that a two-score lead for the Ravens is a death sentence for another team because they just yeah. suffocate the opposition in terms of defensively and running the football and chewing up clock and just the fact that they just pile on the score after score after score it has to be mentally exhausting to play against and it has to be mentally imposing to know that I mean I think the Browns running that fake punt when they did was a panic move because they know that if they just punt that ball away and they get down by two scores it's over for them and you know, they ran the risk, they, they rolled the dice, and it didn't work out for them, and it all snowballed from there. And we gave them a little bit of life by not stopping the run early on, um, let them back into the game, had a 10-7. We didn't step on their throats. We had the, the questionable uh, play call with the, the run to Ricard with the fumble. But um, as soon as they stepped the, the, the foot back on the gas, it was absolute rout. So – Business as usual, it seems like. The Ravens are good. The Ravens are really good at football. I don't know, like, we can talk about it every which way. Bottom line, this is the same team as last season, and it's scary to think that they may be better. It kind of starts and ends with Lamar Jackson. Eric, you were texting us during the game. You said the only way he doesn't win the MVP again is if he gets hurt. And all we saw all day long was everything he does well. I mean, he made every kind of throw today out of every kind of arm slot, which is everyone talks about Patrick Mahomes and rightfully so from that perspective. But Lamar does the exact same thing. um, And he just looked in total control of the offense. Um, He was sensational today. He didn't even have to run that much either. Like that was the thing. I mean, you know, we saw it a lot last year where he was taken off. It's, you know, it says he had seven carries for 45 yards today. And that's, you know it seemed like he was like, we're going to establish the pass. And that's what they did. I mean, he, you know, we saw that connection to Hollywood for, you know, five for one one and he probably could have had a lot more, but he had that nice, that nice uh, deep pass. There you go. Taylor's got the Jersey on, had that nice deep pass to him. Um, and at least that was my big takeaway too. It was, was Hollywood looks healthy and, and he looks like he doesn't have screws in his foot. And, you know, you could tell that, that he was working in the off season and it's paying off. I mean, that guy, that guy's going to, that guy's going to be at a thousand yards easy and, and him and Lamar are going to be something special. And like Banks says, I mean, Mark Andrews may be the most slept on tight end, you know, he, in my, in my eyes, he may be up there with the Kittles and, and Kelsey's, you know, but not, you know, and pretty soon because he's that dangerous and it seems like they've got that connection. They, they, they almost have the, that relationship, the, the Witten and Tony Romo were like, you don't even have to just look, they can tell by, 
the the body language and the and the eye movements and stuff like that. They they know where each other, you know, Mark knows where he needs to be and Lamar knows exactly where Mark's going to be. So, yeah, I mean, they're again, I don't know if it's the Browns being this bad, but but like like you were saying Brian too, like they didn't even look like they wanted to be there. It reminded me of those Orioles Yankees games we were talking about, last, you know, last week. <laughs> where, you know, you know you're going to lose to him. It's like, let's just get this over with, especially Odell, and I know he's always done that. But his body language just stinks. That guy didn't want to be there at all. <laughs> Did you didn't see want to be- at the end of the game when he was just kind of like proven with the music, just just staring out into space like like there was nobody home upstairs? No, and, and that's, you know, he, I mean, he got, he got his shit rocked all day by Marcus Peters and, and, and Marlon, and it was just, I mean – they're just, I don't know. They're, they're just a bad football team. And again, for as bad as they are, I think the Ravens are that good. Like you said, it's just, a, just it's a, a wagon carryover from, from last year. Yeah. They're going to absolutely roll teams in the, in the regular season. So pick yeah, back on your point. Sorry to cut you off there, Taylor, but the, there I think there are a lot of awesome plays, but I think my favorite play of the entire game there was uh, it's a perfect example of what everybody or, or these national idiots say about Lamar Jackson, what he can't do. My favorite play of the game was the one where he climbed the pocket and threw a perfect 15 yard. It was a third down play. Oh gosh, all you got to do is get the Ravens into third and long and they're in trouble. There was an absolute dime to, to Mark Andrews, puts him in a spot, lets this guy go up and get it. Perfectly thrown ball, great athleticism by Andrews. These are plays that we watch Lamar Jackson make all the time. And because he has all these other plays that are highlight real plays, most people don't see them. It's just really quality quarterback play. It's the, the pocket presence where he felt he was a little out to the right and he stepped up so he could fire the throw. Those are things that people just don't see. Like they see the highlight throw. There was a great one where he rolled out right and just flicked one sidearm to Miles Boykin for like a good 20, 25 yard game. Those are great plays and they're highlight plays. And those are the plays that people will think about when it comes to Lamar Jackson, but they should see the entire package. And that throw that he made there, I think was my favorite play of the game because it just was proof positive of everything that people have said that he can't be. Yeah, he threw a ball, too, to Andrews, low and away at one point. Only place that Andrews could get it was in that spot, and he threw a perfect ball. It was around the same time as that throw you're talking about, Brian. And, and yeah, he's just he's just really, really good, as you say, and, and we're going to be able to talk about him all year long. I think one of the things we talked about coming in were the new additions and couple of questions – I was really impressed by Patrick Queen. I mean, you could tell how much passion he plays with on the field, got up after every big tackle, every big hit he had, and was making it known um, that he was in the NFL. Eight tackles, a sack. Uh, he was just really all over the field today and, and showed you sort of the all the things we thought he was going to bring, all the things that were advertised coming out of LSU as sort of the next great potential Ravens linebacker. He showed today. Um, and I think he helped the Ravens really solidify, as you said, kind of giving up some big chunk plays on the ground um, in the first half. I know the, the first play of the game was a, was a you know, first down run for, for Chubb, and you're thinking, well, is this just going to be a, a redux of what happened in the playoff game? And the Ravens did a really good job starting to control the line of scrimmage as the game went on. Um, there are certainly some improvement to be had there, but I thought Queen was awesome. Who impressed you guys sort of other than, you know, the Lamars, the Hollywoods, um, sort of the name guys um, that you saw today? It was definitely Patrick Queen. He was all over the football. He led the team in tackles with eight, like you said. Um, did a little bit of everything. He forced the one fumble. He had the sack. Uh, we brought him in to be the middle of the defense and be a leader, and it's really impressive to see him go out there, not just as young as he is. I think he's only 21, recently turned 21, and he 
no preseason games, hadn't seen another opposing NFL player in his life, and he showed up to the game today and was, was a force. He was a factor the entire time. Um, I mean, there was a lot of great coverage from a lot of corners. I thought um, sneaky, like Tavon Young had a, had a really good return, and he was somebody to keep an eye on because we hadn't seen him play in over a year. Um, but Patrick Queen definitely stood out. He, exactly what you said, he was as advertised. Um, just really exciting stuff for what it means for the defense for years to come. I'll probably go with uh, Calais Campbell. I mean, that first, you know, that first quarter, he, he I mean, you can basically credit that interception to him. He, he tipped that ball. I think he tipped the ball to, to play earlier, too. And he only had the one tackle, but he had three pass deflections. And, I mean, that's what he's done ever since he came out of Miami. The, guy, the guy's – he's built like a refrigerator. Like, he sticks his hands up. I mean, you're not, you're not going to get the ball over him. Um, so, yeah, and, and even though – I mean, I feel like we didn't really hear his name much that second half, but, the, you know, it's because the game was pretty much over. Um, yeah, you just it's, – it's exactly what you thought you were going to get out of Campbell, and, and, you know, he delivered. One of my favorite plays of the game was in the fourth quarter when – I mean, the Browns are just going for him fourth down because why not? And Campbell gets up and, and, and knocks down a ball. And LJ Fort was almost upset because he thought he was going to step in front of it and pick it off and take it back for a touchdown. He just put his hands up on his head like, why did you knock the ball down? When you're <laughs> upset at teammates making great defensive plays in a game that has, is, has been won for three quarters, I mean, that just shows you how much that defense is just trying to get after it, play in and play out. Um, they were awesome today. I mean, uh -huh. I think a lot of the time, obviously, we, we've opened this all with Lamar. Um, but just an all-around really good defensive performance. You know, you wish they could have stopped the run a little bit better, but, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you allow single digits, you're not going to lose a lot of football games. Now, I'm looking up at the TV right now, and Clyde Campbell is at, at the podium, and he's just an absolute bear of a man. He's, he's huge. I feel like the camera has been adjusted. Uh, Harbaugh was up before him, and they've had to change where the camera is fixated in order to get him into the shot. He's just so huge. Yeah, the guy is, the guy is gigantic. Another guy who, uh, I mean, we expect quality play from him, but uh, just Marcus Peters, not even necessarily his play today, but his energy that he brings to the defense. When there's, you know, blood in the water, he strikes. I'm surprised that he didn't get a pick today because um, he was definitely hunting. That's what he does. But his entire energy and bringing the suck it, I mean, that's a throwback. <laughs> bringing that back is Absolutely fantastic. Degeneration X right there. I just love the attitude from him. And he'll get burned here and there, and he'll get, he'll get it right back from the opposition at some point. But more times than not, he is telling people to suck it, and that's, they don't have a choice. <laughs> well, and that's the – I feel like that's the energy you want from a cornerback. Like, like he has that Jalen Ramsey, like that kind of I'm better than you and I know it, and you're going to line up, you know, across from me, and I'm not going to let you – I mean, like you said, like we were talking about that, the, the clip that's going to go viral is the one of him knocking that ball down right in front of OBJ as it was in his hands. And like, I couldn't believe seeing uh, somebody went into the receipts and found whenever the Ravens signed him to a three-year, $42 million extension, beautiful mock chef's kiss move by EDC with that for the record. But they found both Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham tweeted at whatever reporter reported this this extension mm -hmm. and they said oh like sounds good. I, th I think i think landry it was said NFL, perfect it was the yeah uh, landry said perfect and then o, uh, obj said can't wait we'll give credit kyle andrews uh baltimore Sun yes. reporter just thank you for out. doing it, NFL, I, it I legit tweet. thought that was it's fake i was i was like, i also thought there's that was no fake. way this I is real there's no way like I, yeah. I don't know if it's fake or not but it sounds like something that those two might do and uh 
Marcus Peters let them know today for sure. Yeah, he 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 was awesome. I, I think I mean we talked about how good the secondary was going to be. I mean, we'll look at Mayfield's numbers here real quick. Baker was 21 of 39 for 190, 89 yards, excuse me, a TD and a pick. And he didn't look like he had any chance. I mean, really at all. I mean, no. they completed a few, you know, nice balls to, to Jarvis Landry, who is just always going to get his catches uh, on whatever team he's on, no matter who the quarterback is. Um, he's just a sure-handed guy. And that's how that goes. But in terms of anything down the field, anything explosive, I mean, Earl Thomas, did, did anyone even think about Earl Thomas today? I, no. I don't think so. I mean, that's, that's how good that secondary played, which is pretty scary for the rest of the league if, if this is how this is going to go. And that defensive line is only going to get better as the year goes on. Yeah, I don't know if we want to throw the Browns a bone, but what's the positive outlook for them? I don't know. Uh, and Joku was – I mean, he made a couple – He got of really, really open hits. on that touchdown. He was very open. That's just kind of the risky run with goal line defense sometimes. But the, uh, the catch he made uh, that Baker kind of floated up there – if there's somebody that kind of scares me on that defense, it's him. It was a mismatch, though. It was Tavon Young. There's good on Baker for identifying that um, and putting that up there. But uh, we're we're not going to be caught in that matchup too often. So the issue for them is, I mean, they averaged about five yards a carry. I think a little over. And I think Chubb and Kareem Hunt both looked good in this game. But once you're down, you can't go back to that because they just don't throw the ball well enough to get themselves in enough situations. I mean, those guys combined for 23 carries. I mean, those are their two best offensive players. I mean, talk about OBJ and Jarvis Landry, both talented. You know, Austin Hooper's a good tight end, whatever you think of Baker. Their two best offensive players are both at the running back position. And if you're going to get down two or three scores, those guys are kind of out of the game. And so, you know, for them, and their, their defense did also did not look great, and no one really does against the Ravens at this point. Um, but they're in trouble if they can't figure out a way to get Baker going. I mean, it's, it's wild. Two years ago when, when he was awesome as a rookie, it felt like that was a guy for 10, 12 years. They were like, oh, man, we got to go against Baker. This guy's got a ton of swag. He leads really well. He's not afraid. And it just doesn't seem like something's right with the way they're playing offensively. And maybe the personalities don't mesh or maybe they haven't figured it out, but it's been weird. I, I mean, I just, I just assumed he was going to be a guy I was scared of for years and years. And Me too. Unfortunately for him. Um, and I like watching him play. I like watching him play in college. I um, like his energy. What do you, I like his whole pop that he brought out. I they can't find it. Right. In Cleveland, but uh, they're going to have to start having some tough conversations in Cleveland soon if this continues. Now, that, again, they, they faced a very good, not to, to pump our own tires some more, but they faced a very, very good defense today. They're out of sorts. We're on this. We're on this show to pump our own time. They, we, that's why we're here. But pump them. <laughs> pump them. They, um, you know, we forced them to to go to the air and become one dimensional. Uh, I even thought that they did a really good job of continuing to run the football. Maybe well after most teams would have abandoned it. But they, we'll see how they play against their next few opponents and see if they start to put it together or show some signs of life. But if if they don't by the end of this season, they're going to have to have some really, really tough conversations about what their quarterback situation is, what their direction of their franchise. Um, I'm hoping that late in the season, they're in a spot where we can just bury them and they just kind of go back into their whole rebuild mode and uh, go back to their whole cycle of losing and eventually start doing, you know, Bud Light fridges out there for when they finally win a game. <laughs> 
I'm and not like sure who had a worse week one as a, as a coach, Kevin Stefanski or you, fantasy owner, uh, starting Miles Sanders. Oh, out. Go out of your <laughs> way to, to chirp me for that. I, uh, of course. Apologies for us starting this podcast and me being so committed to the content and going out to live. <laughs> trying to get video of the team going through the tunnel. I went to the fence by the uh, in Lot H right by the railroad tracks where you could actually see through the stadium onto the field through the tunnel in which the players come out. And I saw the players start to accumulate at about 12.45 to, to go run out onto the field. And I said, this would be extremely good content for us to put out there and get our brand name out there for the podcast. And uh, because of that, I forgot to set my lineup. I left Miles Sanders in my lineup and did not put J.K. Dobbins in. But I picked J.K. Dobbins because I figured that he would be great value down the road and not necessarily in week one. I'm not surprised one bit that he was uh, got in the end zone today and did it twice. But uh, I picked J.K. Dobbins to be a factor late in the season, and that's what he's going to do. So I won't apologize. I'm did not he, apologizing. <laughs> did he really end up with seven carries for minus four yards and the two touchdowns? 22 yards. Why? All right. ESPN says minus seven carries for minus four yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, and I was, was like, I don't. Plus side. I didn't know if he got stuffed a bunch, you know, when I when I turned it off. But I was like, yeah, I thought I thought Dobbins looked good, you know. He, yeah, he, really, the run game for the Ravens wasn't all that strong today. If you're looking at the statistics, they're 30 yards for 100 or 30 carries for, for 107 yards. It's really not like them. So, uh, yet again, this guy Lamar Jaskin can throw the football. <laughs> I just think the the Browns kind of sold out for it a little bit, um, and I don't think this sort of new look offensive line for the Ravens was able to kind of get the holes as well. Um, obviously Ronnie Stanley went out for, for some of the game um, tweet the ankles. So that, that was a, a, at that point, the game was kind of over. Um, I was going to say, is there an update on him? I'm, I'm scrolling right now, but I haven't seen one, but it, it, it looked like it wasn't terribly, uh, terribly serious, which is a good sign and credit to them for not um, forcing back in in a, in a game that had nothing to play for at that point. But we got to talk about Lamar Jackson being left in the game for one drive too long. And he took that awkward hit. And yeah. I think the, the biggest factor where you're, if you're on the fence about leaving him in is the fact that Ronnie Stanley was not in the game. So if he's not there to protect his blind side, like you got to play on the safe side. And wasn't that the whole talk week 17 last year? Like if Stanley doesn't play, Lamar doesn't play. And it was like, all right, yeah. you're, you start them both, and, and the second you take one out, you take the other out. And so, yeah, I was, I was thinking way. about that, too. And I looked up, and I saw that hit, and I'm, like, checking the clock, like, uh, mm. I don't know. This, again, this is not, you know. Plus, you got Miles Garrett over there. You know, you never know what that guy's going to do in the closing minutes of a game. So For sure. I, th- I think that ultimately, you know, they were able to get out of there. And, and we got an RG3 completed pass, which is always what you want in a Ravens football game because that normally means – uh, that the game was over in the fourth quarter and our man RG3 got in the ball game. One shout out I have to give the Ravens and it was, it was talked about during the week is the stuff they did for Mo to honor Mo in the stadium mm-hmm. was incredible. No the video they did before the game, a couple days before uh, the doing the section uh, painting the M and O in gold um, in the end zone, just unbelievable. And as someone that sort of, works in a field where that's, those are the type of things that come up and you have to come up with things for that. They could not have handled that any better. And they continue to do an incredible job honoring his legacy. Uh, and, and I think it brought tears to a lot of people's eyes at what they did. So credit to that organization and, and doing all that stuff the right way. 
I meant to say something on Thursday about that. Cause like I said, you know, we had been trying to, to, to fill up the stands and all that. And, and I knew that they were going to do that and they're doing the shirts and I knew Bozeman was going to wear, you know, the, the make every day a win shirt coming into the stadium. I meant to text him and see if he would send me a picture of him before he left. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything they did was great. Uh, the, like you said, Taylor, the video, everything today, you know, them talking about it on the broadcast was awesome. And, just see, and I and I even mentioned to uh, to Bradley a couple of days ago, like, hey, you guys know, once you score in that end zone, you like you got to do something with the M and the O. You got to do something. And he was like, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna workshop some stuff. So let's. And I don't know if they're doing the, the gold M O the whole season. I think they should. Um, I think that'd be neat. But yeah, like you said, I I you know they've been first class the entire way um, with all the stuff they've done for Mo, and 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 it was pretty awesome to to see. And again, his. I don't know what this means, but its favorite number was six, and that you know the Browns only scored six, so who knows what that uh, connection is? But yeah, like like you said, I had hat tip to the Ravens for uh, everything they've done this week and and you know last couple of weeks, and hopefully everything uh, going forward this season. Yeah, it's been pretty amazing, and credits to them. I, I love that favorite number six. Ravens defense gives up six points in an yep. incredible win. I think that is the way to close out our week one instant analysis, talking a little Mo and talking a little Ravens. Incredible performance. We'll preview next week's game on the podcast that will drop Thursday morning. So make sure to look out for that. Talk everything Ravens, Texans. That should be a good one against Deshaun Watson. Uh, make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, at Exit52Podcast, Barstool Banks. Eric, I'm going to get your handle right at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. Bang. There we go. Taylor Smythe, 10 for me. We'll see you guys with the pot on Thursday. Go Ravens.